0: Through the written word and the spoken word, may we come to know your living word, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. We moved to a new city, a new neighborhood, a new house when our daughter was three, and we, I don't know, we won the lottery with where we landed. Next door was a family with a son who was three days older than our daughter. And so we spent a lot of time together. Um, And we were both educators who were on temporary hiatus from our vocation, uh, while we were in that active weed uh, living parenting stage. And so we shared a lot of tips, tricks and survival techniques for surviving the three-year-old stage. And one of those tricks um, was related to bedtimes, how to, you know, how to make sure our kids got the right rest and went to bed in their own beds Um, or, you know, how to make sure they we introduce them to new foods and new ways. Um, But I swear she gave me the number one best trick that that we used in our house. And that is, um, you know, when you catch your three year old doing something naughty maybe your three-year-old didn't do this, or maybe you as a three-year-old didn't do this, but mine would deny that she did it, right? Not taking, wasn't me. And so she taught me this trick that she would say, oh, when you tell a lie, your forehead lights up. so So that mommy and daddy can tell if you're lying. And of course, she tried to, you know, cover it up. We're like, oh, we can see through your hands. And oh, But I can't see the light, she would say. We'd say, yeah, when you're a mom, you'll be able to see the light. (laughs) She's a terrible liar to this day. And I feel really good about that. But it was really important for us to try to get her to to tell the truth, and this trick really helped us a lot. Now today is Ash Wednesday. Today is about telling the truth. The truth about Christianity, the truth about our mortality, the truth is that we are not alone in this story, and it's bigger than just our own story. For today, we don't get to pretend that we're good Christians presenting only our best selves to the world. Today, we receive a sign that everyone can see. Our true and authentic selves are laid bare, As soon as we take our turn in line and join with Christians all over the world who come to be intentionally marked with the dusty reminder of death by the sign of the cross on our foreheads, our foreheads are marked in such a way that we are reminded that we belong to God who both welcomes us into the world and is willing to inhabit and offer Jesus own human body as a symbol of what it can cost to tell the truth. We are just a bit shy in the calendar of two weeks before our clocks spring forward. The days are becoming longer. The sun is shining a bit brighter in the sky with each passing day. Spring is on the way, and the cold and bitter wind of winter is Almost behind us. What a metaphor for Lent, a season that tells the truth about what we are and to whom we belong. Today, especially, is a big deal in the story, but it most certainly isn't the whole story, because there is no Lent unless there is an Easter miracle. Just as Jesus remains with each of us in our sufferings and our celebrations, we join with Jesus in this part of the story of salvation. Jesus, who was misunderstood as a threat to power, mischaracterized as defiant when he chose love over humanly created rules that exclude people that God has created. The way I see it, truth telling is a hopeful action, it sets us free from secrets and burdens and the inevitable shame that can accompany them. Truth-telling is liberating, almost like a reset button, because when we acknowledge the truth of this gruesome and violent part of our story as Christians, we are turning toward our Savior and joining, joining in the story. And we know how it ends for him, ourselves bear today and we tell our truths we find ourselves perhaps willing to ask us ask ourselves where we will be in the story by the time we get to good friday will we be among those who might be crucified with jesus as truth tellers still will we fall back into our habits and comforts and idols and desire for our status quo that we find ourselves joining the crowd that seals Jesus' fate as we shout, crucify him. So I invite you to consider where the parts of your story are that need truth-telling. Where are the parts of your life that center yourself and other idols instead of centering Jesus. Today, as you are invited to approach the altar to receive your ashes and hear the harsh words of the truth about the human condition, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Please remember this as well. You are exactly who God made You are abundantly loved and inextricably connected to the one who came to live as one of us. That's the truth of our faith. And it's also an invitation to us to live with hope, the hope of a promise that the story actually does not end in death. But on this day, Ash Wednesday, where we center the physical reminder of death squarely on our faces, just like my three-year-old's light. The story of Lent is about the truth. Our hope and our faith are now fixed on our Savior, who laid himself bare for the truth. And that truth of this love sets us free. Amen.